0: Hello, and welcome to the Overflow Podcast. My name is Craig Booker. The title of this episode is Just Listen. The material in this episode is inspired by "Scene" by Will Hutcherson and Chinway Williams. Note, I will talk a lot about mental health, but please note this is not a substitute for therapy or mental health care. The title of this episode is Just Listen. I can remember the time in my childhood when, as elementary students... We would have regular time on the playground with our friends. And inevitably, someone in our friend group or another group would say something quite hurtful. Oftentimes, this was the result of being hurt by the action or inaction of another peer in the group. The response from most kids in that generation would go something like this. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. The sticks and stones phrase so proudly held by many kids could not be further from the truth. As kids, teens, and eventually adults, we learn just how much our words have the power to uplift as well as tear down. When people are hurt, whether by friends, foes, or someone we love, it can easily result in us lashing out at another unsuspecting individual. This occurrence is often portrayed by the popular phrase, Hurting People Hurt People. In the book *Scene* by Will Hutcherson and Chinway Williams, they say that when we are in distress, our responses, our words and actions may hurt others around us. This makes sense when you look at how the brain is wired. The specific wiring mentioned here is our internal alert system known as the amygdala. The amygdala is the part of our brain that tells us when we might be in danger. When our brain detects danger, it floods the body with a stress hormone called cortisol. This process helps our bodies kick into high gear to steer us out of a dangerous situation. The authors of scenes say that when a teenager is in despair, their amygdala is activated. Likewise, as adults, our amygdala might be activated when we experience despair. Anytime our alert system is activated, it can be challenging to think clearly. Will and Chen Wei say that this activation of the amygdala creates two challenges. Number one is for the person in despair. Number two is for the person trying to support them. And I want to add some caution here. The person in despair will often unintentionally say things that are unkind. This can create a challenge for them and others around them. For anyone around them trying to be supportive, it is important to approach them with empathy. Remember that their words may come from despair and be mindful not to be triggered by what they say. Be a good listener. When trying to help support someone, it can be challenging to sit and actively listen with empathy. If you have ever been placed in a room in close proximity to others facing them, it can be hard not to try and fill the awkward silence. In the book, Will describes an exercise where he had a mom and daughter face each other, hold hands, and lock eyes for two minutes. Will describes the first minute as weird. The daughter's shoulders were tense and he describes them as in a shrugged position. After one minute, the daughter's shoulders begin to relax. As the daughter began to feel safe, she started to open up. If this exercise sounds odd, I get it. It illustrates what it can often take to break the cycle of bad listening. If we're gonna try to actively listen with empathy, if we're gonna try to be a good listener, there are some things that we should do. One, we should direct all of our focus on the other person. Two, we should get the other person talking. Three, we should avoid trying to fix the situation. Will recommends three things, talking less, watching your tone, and making eye contact. Will talks about incorporating eye contact into your daily routine as parents. Here are some of Will's examples on how to do that. When your kid walks into the room, stop what you're doing, look at them, and let them know you're happy to see them. Before they walk out the door in the morning, pause, look at them for 30 seconds, and say, I love you, I believe in you, and no matter what, I am for you. At the dinner table, look into their eyes as they talk about their day. When you see them off to bed or tuck them in at night, make eye contact as you say good night and offer encouragement. Some additional recommendations from Will. Connect through touch, mirror what they say, and avoid cliches. First, we'll, we'll talk on connect through touch. So appropriate physical touch is one of the most powerful ways to connect with others. When it comes to appropriate physical touch, it is important to pay attention to how the person is responding. If they seem uncomfortable, it is time to adjust your approach. Next, mirror what they say. Will begins this section by talking about a technique intended for couples from the book Getting the Love You Want by Harville Hendricks. He says, even though this material was meant for couples, the principles still apply when talking with kids or teenagers. Some examples of this could be, what I hear you saying is, and then finish the sentence. Another example would be, that sounds rough. I can understand how you might feel that way. When your responses show that you're seeking to understand, it shows the other person you are listening intently. Avoid cliches. We all have them and tend to use them in our day, phrases that we have come to depend on that help us describe our world. While it is fine to use them in many circumstances, there are also appropriate times to leave them out of the conversation. When it comes to speaking to others about the challenges they are facing, it is a good idea to leave your cliches out of this conversation. Some examples of common cliches to avoid. How are you? You'll get over this. Everything happens for a reason. Why did this happen? Or, why do I feel this way? You'll get over this in no time. Or, you'll feel better soon. You should see what I have to deal with. This is no big deal. Don't cry. Some of these may sound innocent enough, but when you think about how they come across from the point of view of someone that is hurting and needing help, uh, they can seem insensitive. So how are you could be not really specific enough. Uh, you'll get over this seems to diminish the person's feelings. Everything happens for a reason is is very much a canned response and lacks empathy for what the other person is going through. Um, asking why questions uh, makes it really difficult because often there may not be a direct answer. Uh, insisting that people will get over this in time or they're going to feel better soon, that often seems insensitive because you're not acknowledging the pain they are feeling right now in the moment. You should see what I have to deal with is making it about you instead of about them. And saying this is no big deal is, again, diminishing what they are going through. Insisting that they don't cry is telling them not to feel the feelings they have. So there is a reason that we use cliches. They fill the gaps and they help us to try and explain what we are going through or feeling. They help us describe our world. The problem is, is that they often will cause those hurting to feel unseen, which is the direct opposite of what we're trying to do. It, it could make them feel like they are a bother. It also tends to diminish their feelings. Instead, we should use words that communicate that, that we are listening with empathy. It's okay to experience silence. Sometimes the kindest thing you can do is to be intentionally present with someone who is hurting. We learned in a previous chapter that one of the most important things we can do is to show up. We combine this with taking time to, to authentically see them and what they are experiencing and feeling and we do our best to implement a lot of these techniques to just listen. That's all for this episode. If you would like to receive updates about future episodes of Overflow, head over to overflow.community/subscribe. Remember, no one should face anxiety or depression alone. Join a growing community learning about brain health and following Jesus. For more information, head over to overflow.community/connect.